Um, I think we're all good now, boys. Hello. Okay. Welcome. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello. How is everybody? We're good. We're doing all right. Yeah. Oh, days brave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the major one for anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, our podcast has changed dramatically. We're all now in self-isolation and mm. uh, we booked this up. Um, mm. let's, let's go around a little bit. Uh, Tommy, mate, how's New York? <laughs> oh. Uh, guys, yeah, Manhattan is delightful. It's, um, funny, no virus here. Craziness. Really? Uh, wow. Uh, I heard on the uh, news uh, there was, but that must be yeah. fake news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fake news. It's Trumpy. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, the day before I was meant to go, uh, postpone the trip so i am currently in tropical far north queensland kicking kicking coconuts and shit which is awesome but tommy Mm. why did you postpone the trip what possible reason could you have Mm. i mean i don't want to bring this down a notch guys but covid19 don't know if you heard about a pretty serious deal yeah, your, what a, I mean, how, how close did you come to going? I mean, had you had you packed your bag? Had you packed your undies? Did bags, you have a boarding bag, pass? Bags packed. I'd um I'd steamed and pressed all my undergarments. Um, Tommy, they, you didn't. It was, you didn't do that. Your omelette chef did that. <laughs> Whoa, we yeah, no, can't. She can fold a can fold a thirty six uh, Calvin Klein undie like there's no tomorrow. Thirty six. Um, That's the funniest joke that'll be on this whole podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, miss- oh my god! And what, what do you mean, mate? Forty-six extra wide. I've actually got a really small waist. I've just got big legs. Stand up. We can all see you now. Stand up. Let's have a look. Oh, look at the thigh on him. So that's 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 what they call an hourglass figure. Is that right? Is that that melted ice cream? The the melted ice cream. So teacher used to call me Quadzilla. I don't know why it was weird that he was my PE teacher, but that's what he used to call me. Right. A lot of one-on-one coaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. So, yeah, you were real close night before or? Night before and then pushed it back three months. Um, And obviously Mm. it's going to look like we're going to have to – I'm going to have to push it back again. Um, That's it. They're going to be open for business come Easter. Who said that he wants everything reopened? He wants everything re- reopened as it's time to close everything for Easter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he said he said yesterday, didn't he? He was like he was talking about how he didn't want the he didn't want the cure to be worse than the virus itself. Yeah. Like the guys are dead shit. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Well, like closely by. Wow. Well, yeah, the world leaders are doing a great job at the moment. Um. So, well, mm. you've obviously missed your flight to New York, Nick. Mm. You are currently under the rule of Jacinda Ardern. She has yeah. locked mm. the whole country down. How we're is di- that going? We're a dictatorship now. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah. I it's snuck funny. back into the way Sorry. New Zealand does it. Though they, she didn't lock them down. She sent them all to their rooms. It's yeah. much more motherly. A lot. It is. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, because we're we're tonight midnight tonight. We're all in lockdown. Um, and so, it, but everyone's sort of going out and doing their last bit of shopping. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like Christmas Eve. It feels like um, everyone's, yeah, everyone's like getting their last bit of shopping in and then everyone's sort of saying, you know, Merry Corona. And um, <laughs> and it's that excite. there's an excitement in the air. It's kind of like Santa in a way where, you know, like everyone's sort of, well, they're they're hopeful that they um, don't get their gifts, <laughs> um, and also they can't believe that you know Santa can get around every the whole world in one night, <laughs> um, and so it, it has that sort of feel to it. And um, everyone's trying to you know catch up with each other on Skype or on phone calls before the big day. You know, it's it's, it's like a Christmas Eve feel to it. So, um, but yeah, we're in lockdown. And what are you uh, going to do in Lockdown. Have you have you worked out activities? Like, have you got? Mm. I mean, what you, you can't just sit and watch telly. 
That's right. Uh, so we've got we've got we went down to the library and we got one of the books out and um, and <laughs> so we can we'll just you don't want to we'll be greedy. Just, yeah, so we we got we're allowed one book each, but unfortunately we all got the same book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we should have really have communicated. Have you found, have you found Wally yet? <laughs> well, that's the thing. In the COVID nineteen one, it's just him with no crowds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they need to release the word COVID. Yeah. Oh, they, hey, there's a joke right there. Yeah, there he is. But he should be. <laughs> yeah, we're behind that hazmat suit. Yeah. <laughs> and the striped face mask. He's behind that dead body. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, Tommy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 don't bring um, up the dead people. Okay. No. Uh, well, okay, so Nick's in lockdown. Tommy's isolating himself in North Queensland because he couldn't get on his flight to New York. Barney, you are, well, you and I are kind of in the same boat in that they've mm. put our show on hold. Uh, yes. Maybe you can explain to everybody at home what's happening with us in a box. Uh, so Fox have gone to, I think they're doing six hours live a day podcast style shows on Fox League. So, so they've gone for more shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More live TV. <laughs> of live TV. Yeah. They've gone the opposite the of whatever. Slogan, it's the new slogan, less sport, more shows. <laughs> Why not? So it's a it's a three hour shift in the morning, uh, which I think weekdays is like seven till ten. On the weekends, mm. I think it's nine till midday, and the afternoon shifts three till six. So you and I are Friday drive. We are three pm wow. uh, doing. I think either an hour or an hour and a half, uh, based on the roster I saw yesterday. An so hour and a half. Yeah, oh, mate, we, we struggle for half an hour on a Friday night. It's going to be different. There's going to be a lot of you and I. I was thinking we could do, we could explore some sports that um, you know maybe you can do at home. Maybe you and I can demonstrate what a staring contest looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Although I, yeah. I am one. I normally go. I normally go for a pash after a staring contest, and we can't do oh, that at the moment. So that's why we're going to be at suitable distance, mate. Suitable distance. That's could, right. Could you try and? Could you try and save yourself and just say the show's recorded in Skype and if it's not going very well, you just pretend to freeze for an hour and 27 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be our get out. Yeah. I reckon just, we just have some best off stuff ready to go just to fire off. Just, um, <laughs> you know. just go, welcome to the show. Uh, wasn't this a great time roll in our life? Yeah. Yeah. Roll the tape. We, we roll out that one episode we got out. But maybe, you know, if we play that one episode in half speed, it's yeah. an hour. Uh, I say we do. Uh, I say we could, do it. We roll it out, and then mm. we come back to us in studio. And go, oh, what a good time! I could watch that again and <laughs> less. <laughs> Let's watch it. Yeah, some great ideas. Um, if it's if you're going to go drive, if it's like a drive time radio show, you're going to need sound effects. One of you guys needs to have like a like a bozo type name or. Someone yeah. needs to be like bonkers, or you what know, you mean like uh, the professor and Barney, like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You, this is this has been you've been waiting. This is actually your time, guys. This is my. No, no. I'd change it up. I'd change if we don't it do up. weather and traffic. Oh. You say sorry, Tom. <laughs> I reckon change it up. Create two new characters like Baldy and Dumbface, or like Reverse Alopecia and Dumbface, or something. <laughs> <laughs> reverse reverse. <laughs> I would listen to that. I would listen to that show. I'd listen to that show. Any show. Hello, welcome to the reverse alopecia and dumb face hour. Thanks for joining us. I didn't even do it. Right? Coming up this hour, we got traffic weather. Yeah. We, we check in on all the traffic. There's none out there. If you're listening to us in the car, please stop. That's really dangerous. Right. Moving on. Um, all right. All right. So, yes, we're doing an hour at home. Now, the other thing, Barney, you've obviously taken the Premier's advice and kept your son's home. How, yeah, I'm a part-time teacher. Yeah, how's that going as the stay-at-home school dad? Mate, I um I had to I had to do a bunch of work yesterday, and so I left him alone for a while, and I sort of thought, oh, how's this how's this gonna go? And I come in, and uh, the bloody nerds had just done their schoolwork. 
Wow. Didn't, oh, didn't have to go. They'd stuck to Sam, the whole oh timetable the school sent them. They even took recess at the right time. So I like no, it. I like it, Barney. And they, they took recess at the time they take it at school because my nine-year-old was worried that if, if they didn't, he'd be trying to learn English and his tummy would be telling him he should be having recess. Uh, <laughs> oh, Look, my God. I like, I like, Barney, how out of this whole um, uh, homeschooling uh, situation that you've taken the role of the bullies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to do it. <laughs> He's just uh, giving them dead arms for doing their work properly yeah. and stuff. Oh. <laughs> well, they yeah, both got a wedgie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put, put the five minutes in a wheelie bin just to, you know. Kogamonos, <laughs> Barney. Don't let them get ahead. Uh, now, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm slightly different in that I am, I'm home, homeschooling a two and a half year old. Mm. Yeah, how's that going? Not oh, great. Um, mm. My wife is a doctor, so she's still going out to work. Lucky lady. <laughs> mm. Pandemic, mm. she's having the time of her life. Good I mean, for her. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's so, you know, it's this morning we did two hours of Play-Doh. Solid Play-Doh. <laughs> 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 it's a lot of play My hands, oh. they're withered from the Play-Doh work. Weirdly, um, it sanitized the Play-Doh. You're going to have to yeah. wash it all now. I've heard that Play-Doh is worse than COVID-19 in terms that, of bacteria. Really? But, oh, that's... He's a germaphobe anyway. It's oh, a, it, no, I'm having a hard time with all of this. That's okay if uh, if it's just you guys, but don't be... Um, well, I made yeah. him respect gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Play-Doh to the 65-year-old neighbour, whatever. <laughs> Why is there loads of holes punched in this Play Doh? A five star review. Have you got one, or do you want me to quickly find one? I've got uh, one here. I don't. Yeah, I don't have one. That's okay. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, so just another five star review. It no, because says... I'm on my I'm on my I'm on my phone, and if I leave, then my picture will go. Mate, that is just another one of your excuses. <laughs> All right, I don't want to hear Barney's more of your blame. Where are you going, Barney? Just, just getting a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sorry, it was just this one out comes of reach. from a, <laughs> <laughs> I comes from a Jez L88, and it just says this podcast is essentially lit. Five stars. Hashtag, and then the fire. What's that? An emoji. So we're, we're asking people to get on. That's actually a positive one. We haven't had a positive mm, one. That's really good. In a very yeah, long time. Yeah, lit. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, bruh. So get on. Give us five stars, and we don't care what you say. Have a crack at us. Um, mm. You know, call Barney's sons nerds. He does anyway. So just say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, tell Tommy he's lying about the size of his underwear. Whatever you need to do, <laughs> just get on there and do it. Um, I'm telling you. I'm already serious. Mate, why have you got – we're just looking now. He's holding children's underwear. Why have yeah. you got – Children. Mate, they're in the drawer up here. I don't know what they. But what I can't understand is that you have, like, you say the thirty-six waist, but then you have big thighs. How are you getting the undies over your thighs? Are you putting them over your head first? (laughs) (laughs) Me, I'm a a thirty-four waist, but I have to be thirty-six to accommodate my thighs. Oh, thirty-four waist. I'm a thirty-four waist. Yeah, I've got the same Mate, size waist as you, bruh. Bruh. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Nick, you must be what, a 26 waist? What are you? Yeah, I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm a 30, I'm a 32, a 31. Right. 31. But I'm the,
Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Like, he's a I'm also five height. foot. Five, I'm a thirty-six height. <laughs> 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 all right. Now this is all by the by. So today, 31, 31 waist, thirty-six height. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is Tommy. Can you do it for us? Do you mind? I'm going to say the topic is cut short, but can you say your famous phrase for us? <laughs> Go on. Uh, what's What's my famous phrase? In the light of. In the light of. Oh, in the light of. In the light of, essentially. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> our topic is COVID-19 and, and times that sport has been cut short. Whether it's, it's, no, it's not. It's not it's COVID-19. Not. People don't want to hear about COVID-19. It's, oh, yeah, it's in the right. light of the fact that the AFL and the NRL have been cut short. Because we are now going to look into other. <laughs> Mate, no more C word. Say the not... C word again. Yeah, it's supposed to be an escape topic. Yeah, yeah, people don't want to hear it. I, by okay. the way, I can literally mute you on this. Thing. <laughs> okay, but like, if we were to bring it up, do we have to talk about it like Voldemort? Like, do we be like and the, and, and the thing that should not be named? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, okay. So in the light of the thing that not shall be named, okay. essentially. Mm. I think that's what they're doing in New York, isn't it? <laughs> they're not actually yeah, saying not. what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you don't follow there, Tommy. Um, oh. Anyway, so yes, in the light of that, so obviously AFL, NRL seasons have been cut short. We're not sure whether they're going to come back. So we're going to look at other moments in sporting history where things have been cut short. So we've each picked one today because obviously we're going a bit long on all the other stuff. Um, so who would like to lead us off? Barney, traditionally, you're very good at leading us off. Mm. Right. I, uh, I'll, I'll lead us off. I was thinking about this because in the light of the AFL uh, being not lasting very long, I was thinking about another thing that didn't last very long. Uh, you guys are, would all be familiar with Gary Buddha Hocking. Uh, played 274 games for Geelong between 87 and 2001. He had a 38 goals. He had a 38 waist. <laughs> um, no, I think he was more 31. <laughs> he was, he oh, was okay. a fit uh, man. He wasn't actually, I think he 80, 82 kilos, I think he ran at at about six wow. foot. So he was only oh. thin. He was a ruck rover. Uh, he's in the AFL Hall of Fame, uh, Geelong's uh, team of the century as ruck rover. Um, now, that's not what I really want to talk about. Because he had quite a long career, right? Okay. But in 1999, <laughs> it's a long run up, right? I'm pushing off the back then. Oh, mate. You're the best. And give me some money to know. We're just letting our credentials. I'm putting my credentials out there as an AFL fan. Mate, what was his star sign? What was his star sign? Oh, my God. I think he's a. He's, you'd have to be a cancer, wouldn't you? Anyway, I'm to shellfish. Barney, you should do a Barney. You should do a cooking show. You should do a cooking show, and you'd be like, "So, um, you know, so th- this team won the NFL anyway." But that's not what I want to talk about. Anyway, lasagna. <laughs> 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 no, Barney would go. Barney would go. Lasagna's right. Here's a list of the ingredients you don't need. You don't need pasta. You don't need, you don't need strawberries. You know. <laughs> Anyway, this is all to give some context as to who we're talking about. This guy's a... By the way, got... my nickname at school was Buddha, just to let you all know. Oh. Why is oh, that, Tommy? Is it because of your 34 weights? Why with a 34 weight Buddha? It's because my mum used to say I was enlightened. <laughs> your mum can't give you your nicknames. You, yeah. you, that's the worst, worst thing, giving your own nickname. You mum said at school, school they call you Buddha. Did your no, mum no, go no. I say, hey, and tell I everybody hey, to call you Buddha? Even at, even at, but... They're calling me Buddha and she's like, it's because you're enlightened. But even my back of my head, I was like, it's because I'm as white as I am tall sort of I, thing. But... I, I thought it's because your mum gave you the nickname. Even at Barney's homeschool, you get bullied for that. <laughs> Especially at my home school. Uh, Oh, Uh, sorry, Gary. Sorry, Barney. Talking Gary Hockey. So the whole point of that was just to add. This guy's a big name. Um, Yeah. Anyway, 1999, he changed his name by deed poll to Whiskers. Now he played at the Geelong Cats. He was played at Geelong Cats his whole career. But he changed his name by Depol to Whiskers as part of a promotion for Whiskers cat food. Uh, it only lasted one week. Whiskers. 
he changed his whole name to Whiskers, as near as I can he tell. Was just Whiskers. G'day, I'm just Whiskers. whiskers. Yeah, g'day, Whiskers. Um, it didn't last long. It was only for a week. Uh, first off, he's played at the Geelong Cats. Whiskers is cat food. How's the logic there yeah. of, yeah. like, well, is it supposed to be that he's available for his teammates to eat or yes. feed off? Or what? Oh, what, what is the logic there? One, well, that spun me one, uh, one way. Anyway, the AFL refused to list him in the in the football record as Whiskers, although Geelong listed him on the team sheet as Whiskers, um, which they later auctioned off. Uh, the reason, though, is this is interesting. The reason was Geelong had a massive debt at the time. Uh, according to the Herald Sun article I read, they had like $7 million worth of liabilities. So the deal was he did it for the club. So it was $100,000 for him to change his name for the, for the week. Uh, 80 Jesus. grand went to the club, 20 grand went to him, which you go, that's generous, but 20 grand's not bad for a week's work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. pretty pretty good of him. So I was thinking, one, that's uh, – are we, are we saying this guy's a good bloke or are we saying yeah. a bit of a weirdo? Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask is, okay, say the podcast's in debt. Mm, we yeah. need to – we need to raise some raise some money for the podcast. Would you blokes be willing to change your name to a sponsor mm. for for just a week? Um, mm-hmm. Just change hey, it by Danny Polo. Before you do that, the whole AFL is about to be in debt. Why are they not looking at the Gary Hocking model? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that every out. player change yeah, their name. Well, he's he's an assistant coach at Collingwood at the moment, so hopefully. He's he's going into uh, having a meeting with Gil, saying, "Listen, I think I've got a solution here. We could have f- uh, Mercedes going up against BMW, like a good matchup in the uh, in the forward fifty. There, who I don't know who who to attack and who defend. They're probably more your uh, area there, uh, Tommy. Which is your defensive car, the BMW or the uh, the Merc, mate? <laughs> oh, I'd say the Germans are pretty resolute. Um, they're both German, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's they are. Very mate. defensive yeah. game. I think it'd be a boring <laughs> game. It'd be a boring oh game. Oh, God. It's behind right. the law. Okay, so, right, so we're in debt. We're in um, debt. This is where this is going is you've given us all offensive nicknames. Is that where this is going? <laughs> They're not offensive. I just, I'm, I'm just suggesting that maybe we could change it. I've given me one too. I like to think. Of course. I was thinking, about, yours, I was thinking about me. I went down the. I went down the. Um. Went Tommy's, down the, uh, Tommy's mum's given him one. I <laughs> 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 uh, Mine. Sorry, I like to lovely one too. <laughs> I like to think I'm everyone's pal. Uh, pal dog food down that right. Ah, um, nice. Yeah. So I thought meaty bites. Um, yeah. boss. <laughs> 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 so good. Okay, that was too obvious. Nick, I was thinking about yeah. you. Um, yeah. So when we talk about New Zealand, what do you always mention, Tommy? Your yeah. favourite thing about New Zealand? That's it's right. A Central Otago. Oh, peanut. Pineapple lumps. So, Pineapple lumps. <laughs> well, pineapple lumps would be a good one for you. <laughs> would you change your name to Pineapple Lumps for a week? That's what my middle name is, so it's fine. <laughs> Nick, what's all the boys at the pub up here are calling me? Pineapple lumps. It comes pineapple lumps. Whatever you got for the Tommy and me. For, well, for Nick, I thought um, I was looking at different wines. There was one I found called Cockfighter's Ghost, uh, which yes. I had two questions: was I've what did he die so of, and why is there a, a rooster on the uh, label? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cockfighter's <laughs> Cockfighter's uh, wine sounds like it should always be a Simeon. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Nick. I think you've earned the sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> quite a ratto. Uh, finish Tommy, on I was back. <laughs> Tommy, I was thinking about you. All I could think was Tommy. He's rich. It's family money. Um, old gold chocolate. What do you reckon, Tommy? <laughs> old gold yeah, no, chocolate. I love dark chocolate. It's delightful. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great cooking chocolate as well. Matches well with a whiskey too, which you don't mind. Ooh, I just I love a Bar- baby whiskey. Barney, very quickly going back to your wine uh, names. Yeah. The, instead of the Pinot Noir, R. Kelly could be the Pinot on me. <laughs> 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 so 
sort of sad movie we get Mark Kelly on this podcast. <laughs> Why not? Like, yeah, we'll like, out, can we track him? <laughs> <laughs> the remix to Ignition, that would be good. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, Old Chocolate Gold is great. Old Chocolate Gold. Was there another old nickname gold. they call him down the pub? Old Gold. <laughs> oh, God. I actually did have an email from your you, Your mum is giving you a nickname, but your dad has actually put an offer on the table for you to change your name to anything other than Erskine. <laughs> He's happy to <laughs> Oh, fuck, and, my and that's from the and that's from the solicitors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame, um, James. Yeah, yes, you, you mentioned insulting. Joke. I was thinking, well, there's there are there's some people online who believe it or not don't really dig what we do. What? And I was thinking about some of the reviews we've had uh, on Twitter in particular, where that one bloke who likes to call you, uh, he doesn't refer to you as the professor, he refers to you as that bald, unfunny uh, word that I'm not going to say on the podcast. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) It also starts with C. Um, But I was thinking. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking, with all the beauticians shutting down, yeah. Why not lean into this nickname he's given you? Nad's hair removal for when you need a bald, unfunny one. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So am I, is the whole thing Nad's hair removal? Yeah, well, we just call you Nads. Nads. Change your name to Nads. Yeah. Would you do right. that for the podcast? Oh, mate, absolutely. Anything All at the right. moment. I mean, I, I drove past Centrelink the other day. I really don't want to join that queue. So you no, can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Can I, can um, I just quick? Can I just quickly say off the back of this, yeah. it doesn't, like, even though that guy got however much money, it doesn't actually work like that because I've actually, my, I've actually done it for the show. My actual, oh, my, really? yeah, my actual name is Nicholas Radovanovich and I tried to get us a very expensive watch um, sponsorship <laughs> with uh, the Rado uh, brand. Is that why you're Rado? Yeah, but um, unfortunately it hasn't come through. So now if you guys could call me Nick Cassio. <laughs> <laughs> from- <laughs> oh, that's okay. Get back in fashion. Hey, yeah. Tommy, it's like, I mean, you could get sponsored by Moyles, right? And, and like, you could sell brisks so that it's Tommy Forskin, right? Tommy Forskin <laughs> removal. So people can just yes. Forskin like is cut off. And you could only work for tips. <laughs> 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 mate, this self-isolation works for you, mate. Mate, <laughs> you take, I'll just take a snip of it. It's fine. It's, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Can I just say it's so clear Nick's two hours ahead of the rest of us. That's how quick he's going. <laughs> okay. Mate, uh, now, okay, yeah. very good. Now, who would like to go next? Who's, who's, who's uh, I've got a short one and a long one. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, here we well, go. Uh, <laughs> Alex Ka- Al- Alex Karras, uh, who was um, Karras was I'm not too sure if this is the the correct way of explaining what he does, but he was one of the best interior linemen of all time in NFL. Yep, uh, and he was an even better gambler. So he owned a portion of the Atlantic City, like an, a bar in Atlantic City. And um, he was around in the 60s, and what he was doing is he was playing in the NFL, but he was, his, his bar was also putting bets on the NFL, especially his team when he was, like, losing and winning and all that kind of stuff. And so he actually got caught, and so he his season got cut short because he was forced to sit out the entire 1963 season. But what I like about the story is that when he came back, um, he was reprimand, reprimanded so much about his gambling that when he they came to the coin toss uh, for this first game back after he um, got banned, he said, uh, sorry, I can't do the uh, coin toss because I'm not permitted to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, I, got, I quite like that. Right, even him calling heads or tails. It's like, oh, that's... Uh, I, love the, I love the fact that the guy got sat out for gambling and then he immediately came back and was a captain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he must have been good. He must have been pretty good. Um, but yeah, that was Alex Karras. But my um, longer one, it's basically a, uh, it's a, it's a different one because it's a referee's career that's been cut short. So it's a bit oh, really? of a different one. Yeah. So um, this is 
so there's a guy called Steve Young who was a legendary NFL quarterback, and um, this came out of this story came out of his um, autobiography. Um, and his autobiography, oh, this may be a good thing for us to go through what would our autobiography is called. His one was called uh, QB: My Life Behind the Spiral. Oh, that is good. Oh, that's a good that's, one, dude. Yeah, I like I like a good byline on a biography too. Yeah. Like the, the, my life behind the spiral bit. My life behind the spiral yeah, is really good. Think, what would your biography, autobiography be? I kind of like behind the eight ball, um, even though yeah, people would. have it. Yeah. <laughs> people, people, people think it's about Paul, but actually it's just a book about, it's just a book about me being slightly on the slow uptake of um, technology. <laughs> so, <laughs> not quite getting into Facebook at the same time as probably everyone else did. Uh, haven't had a TikTok account, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What would Tommy, your guys be? Tommy? Mine would be um, my, ours. We've talked about mine, or what what a show I would do would be called. I think mine would be called the Sweatiest Man at Cranbrook. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can't buy you dryness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about? I like the about, picture of the cover of the book. Is Tommy fanning himself with money? Yeah. To yeah. To <laughs> what about Tommy living behind? Like, I'd be fanning my undercarriage. Yes. What about life? Uh, life behind the lie about my waist size. <laughs> <laughs> and who the middle of the, the, who's thirty-eight? All the pies. <laughs> <laughs> Barney, yours? Uh, I don't know. I, maybe just Barney, equal comedy partner, not a sidekick. <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> it, you are the sidekick. Oh, yeah. it's a you are the sidekick. <laughs> but the, unfortunately, <laughs> the only problem with that it was launched after the professor's book. Life <laughs> <laughs> with a shitty sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> who, who often tries to deny it? <laughs> the bloody, the bloody publisher would bundle them as a two pack. <laughs> <laughs> yours, buddy. Yours would be making. Making a decent living out of a dumb face. <laughs> Fifty shades of dumb face. Dumb faces and other ways to make a living. <laughs> it's just, there's no words, just a coffee table book. And mine would be I was met I was met for so much more. That's all it yeah. says. I I was yeah. I'm disappointed I'm in myself. With a smarter wife. Yeah. How the yeah. how the radio how did the radio show uh, format change my life? <laughs> <laughs> yours will be uh, yours could be after the foreword with foreword by Dr. Andrew Rochford. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Dumbest person. I'll be successful. Yeah. Dumbest person in my family. Oh man. Oh. Um, all right, sorry, need to get back to it. So, okay, so that's so he had an autobiography as uh, an excerpt from it. Um, he's basically it was an interaction he had with in 1985 uh, when he played um, the Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts, and uh, partway through. So this is a, this is basically about a referee's career has got cut short, and you can kind of see why as as the story unfolds. So partway through the second quarter, um, uh, Steve Young's in in the huddle. Uh, and the head referee taps him on the shoulder and he says, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> so already you sort of, what's going on here? Um, he says, um, he stepped away from the huddle and he said, hey, listen, my daughter's going to BYU. And he said, the next thing he knows, he starts trying to convince him that he should meet his daughter and and like to take him uh, take her out. And he says he couldn't believe it and all that kind of stuff. And then he was like going, in the middle of the game, um, we're in the middle of the game and then he's trying to pull this up and he goes, okay, I said, what's her name? And he tells me um, what the name is and he returns to the huddle. And then late in the game, they were down 31-23 and he's trying to mount a comeback. He says he scrambles out of the pocket and takes a brutal hit. It caused me, him to fumble just before the whistle blows to stop the play. He's lying on the ground when the defense recovers uh, and, uh, the loose ball. 
Um, and it's basically the game's over and, and the other team's won. But suddenly out of nowhere, a yellow flag lands next to him and the referee whose daughter is headed to BYU calls a personal foul on the defence. First down Tampa Bay, he gets up, brushes himself off, and then the ref walks past and whispers, she likes Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me her that phone number was stuck in the flag. <laughs> and uh, and then like I got found out later on in that season that that's what was happening. And then his yeah, the rift didn't the rift didn't riff after that. But uh, tell you what, Steve Young I'm didn't realise though is that Br- Br- Brigham Young University is ninety eight percent of the people that go to BYU are of the the Church of Latter Day Saints. So he also threw his re- a yellow flag out to seven other people that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's very> good. <laughs> Hang on, no. I think no, you'll find it's, it's only the blokes seven, are allowed multiple yeah, wives. Yeah, it's not seven husbands. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it, equality, man. Fuck. <laughs> 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 2020, what? Like just uh, the so he didn't. Sorry, morals go out the window, do they? Fast forward. He didn't. He didn't marry the rest order. Uh no, he didn't. But no. um, yeah. But no, he, did, he did. He did. He did mention it uh, to the referees association, and then therefore he the guy didn't riff again. But I, but, I think um, in light of in the light of what's happening at the moment, you should change the end of that story and just be like. You know, they got married. They're very happy. They're in oh, social yeah, isolation right. together, eating Italian yeah. food. Yeah. You know, just we need happy she, endings. John. She won the MVP yeah. of his heart. There yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, is that Nick? Are you done? Should I go I'm next? done. I'm done. Yeah, all right. Go. Tommy, are you happy to go last? You seemed pretty good at bringing it up the rear. I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, pineapple lumps seems to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I need it. I need oh, some adults to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> I need adults. Okay, uh, so I'm going to go with Peter Norman, um, old Stormman Peter Norman, who you all would know as our greatest ever male uh, Olympic s- sprinter. He won silver in the 1968 Mexico City Olympics. pronounced Matt Shervington. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shervo was good for Ralph another reason. DeBell. Didn't Ralph DeBell win gold? It's Ralph the Bell. <laughs> um, gold. He there we gold go. Right there, Tommy. Sprinting? Yeah. Sprinting? I think for, uh, is 400 considered sprinting? No. <laughs> right. oh, he would have had to have run really fast to get it. <laughs> All right. Well, you want me to change it to he's the greatest ever 200-meter runner for Australia that competed in 1968. Are you happy with that? Thank you. That's yeah, better. absolutely. Thank you. That's better. Thank you. He won silver in the 200 metres. Now, the reason why he's famous isn't because he won two, the silver. It's because of that very famous photograph. Um, oh, so yes. you remember yes. the photograph? It's, yes. it's the black oh. power photograph. He is the Australian that came second that is standing in front of Tommy Smith, who won gold, and then John Carlos, who won bronze. They're both standing behind him. Um, yeah. Now, it's an amazing story that surrounds this whole thing. So people kind of knew that if, that Tommy Smith, he was, he was quite the activist. They knew if he won that he would make a bold statement and they all thought Carlos would come second. They thought these two were unbeatable. Then all of a sudden, this Australian guy from nowhere that nobody knew about won silver. Yeah, he wasn't from nowhere, he's from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was from Tasmania. So. Okay, nowhere works. Yeah, yeah, it's still, it's still, still good. That's right. So anyway, so he, they then, of course, before the ceremony, they say to him, we're going to go out and we're going to make this bold statement. At that time in America, you know, Martin Luther King's being killed. Uh, Robert uh, Kennedy's being killed. There's riots happening in Mexico City with students. Australia's going through. that. We're still on the white Australia policy till 1970. The whole world's going mad yeah. over race yeah. relations. So these two say to, to uh, old Pete, look, we're going to go out there and we're going to do this black power salute. Just so you know, it might follow you around for a bit. Said, ah, okay, they said, you know, are you, are you a religious man? He said, yes. Um, they said, um, you know, are you happy to make this statement? He said, yes. They said, um, you know, do you believe in God? He said, well, I'm one thing I believe in is God because I'm from the Salvation Army. So I thought, okay, he believes in God, but also he believes in going into pubs and hitting up piss people for loose change. That's his yeah, two also, yes. also yeah. standing outside train stations. 
Mm. Yeah, I can't, go, I can't go past them and not uh, not drop a coin in the box, though. They have, they have that moral uh, mm. hold on me. I don't know about you, but every time it's I just outfit. go, oh. It's the outfit. What kind yeah, of tri- thing is when you go, oh, sorry, mate, don't have any change, and then they suddenly whip an FPOS machine out from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. God, they've moved with the times. What kind yeah. of um, – what kind of intensive training do you have to go through to get into the Salvation Army? Do you have to it's like go camp. off? It's like a boot camp all, type thing. They're all ninjas. Training. Yeah. They have to do burpees yeah. with buckets. Yeah. yeah. Tambourines. <laughs> you got to climb over that wall. Barry. <laughs> yeah. Stupid wall they always do. Um, I want to see anyway. 50, 50 puppy dog eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fake tears. Um, right, anyway, so he says, yes, I will stand with you. So he goes out with him. Now, if you, if you Google the photo now, everybody, get on your Google. This isn't just mm. a year three. That's uh-huh. for the whole world that listens mm. now that we're a massive podcast. Um, yep. You'll see in the photograph that um, Smith is holding his right hand up doing the black power salute, which traditionally you need to do the black power salute with your right hand. But John Carlos, he's got his left hand up doing the black uh. power salute. Now, Does this is because he's dyslexic. Yeah. Because he's gay? Nick. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> well, because no, because when we're, when we're at school, that was the right and left ear thing. Yeah, but of, you of know, an earring. I know New Zealand is stuck in 1990, but you don't do jokes Can't like saying that. Mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Because um, he was. Is it because. The photo off his hand would have been behind the other. Per- the other. Well, guy. no. Think about it really logically. So. <laughs> Basically, they only had one pair of gloves. Oh, the one, one pair oh of they gloves. did too. Oh. So, oh. so they were standing. John Carlos left his gloves back at the Olympic Stadium and apparently they were standing going, what do we do, what do we do? Old Pete walks in and goes, why don't you wear one each? Mate, genius. Wow. So they go out. You know what? They Trust have- a Shalva, Salvo to teach a lesson about sharing. That is That's fantastic. Right. So they go out, they put the gloves on. Now... Pete's like, well, I want to make my own stand because I believe that, you know, all, all people are made equal. So as he's walking out to the ceremony, he sees an American, a white Olympic rower who's wearing a pin for the Olympic Project Human Rights, which was at the same time going on, which was all about race relations. So he said to this Olympic rower, can I borrow your pin? I want to wear it on the stand, on the mm. uh, dais. So he whacks on this pin, goes out. Now, it's that pin that caused him a lot of problems. Because mm. obviously he is then, as much as he's not doing the black power salute, because he can't, because he was super white. Like, yeah, he it, was it has very, a different meaning when a white guy does it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he, he went for that instead. Now, he then, as a result, when he, so the, the two black guys go back to America, they're lauded as heroes, you know, civil rights. Um, people go mad. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the white community and love. He goes back to Australia and he's basically a pariah. He's shunned by the public because at that stage they still had the white um, Australia policy, all that stuff. Gets to 1972. He is – I mean, this guy's just won a silver in running, which we don't do. He doesn't get selected for Munich 1972. Now, a couple of things. He did qualify with the third fastest time, but he was injured at the time and there was enough time for him to recover to run. So they said, look, he he didn't get a time fast enough, but then he was like, well, like – Come on, I'm the Australian champion. I just mm. won the silver last one. Anyway, they shunned him. So the um, the Australian Olympic Committee came out and said, look, it's got nothing to do with with that. We we at the when it, it wasn't treated poorly at all. I want to read this to you. Um, they made a statement straight after it said Norman was not punished by the Australian Olympic Committee. He was cautioned by Chef de Mijon, Judy Patching on the evening of the medal ceremony, and then given as many tickets as he wanted to go and watch a hockey match. Now, you tell me that's not punishment? <laughs> no, that is. Please. Mate, oh, God. Do you know what? It's wow. a sport that can bring us all together. Any sport. That's a wow. punishment. Mate, that is, that's, Mate. that's too oh. cool. That is honestly, that, I, I feel yeah, really you know bad what? for it. I heard it was the, uh, so I heard it was the third and fourth playoff as well. That'd be a very good match, guys. That'd be a very good bronze medals. Oh, being you're good. a loser. Uh, now, <laughs> excellent. Fast forward. So that time that he ran was twenty seconds flat. 
he if he ran that same time in 1972 at the Munich Olympics, he would have won the 200 meters, which is what wow. he was capable. Now the other thing, wow. if he if he'd have run that at the 2000 Olympics, he would have won gold. Now I know what you think. He would have been about 55, 60. Doesn't yeah. matter. He no. still would have won gold. All right? I'm also concerned that track times have gone backwards. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I thought we were doping now. What's going on? Well, we were doping for a bit and then we weren't doping. Also, at that time, it was when Michael Johnson was winning and and apparently he wasn't doping. So (laughs) one big thing also was so he was shunned by the Australian Olympic Committee up to the point where he got to 2000. It was our Olympic Games and he didn't get invited to Sydney. He lives in Melbourne. They said, oh, look, we, we couldn't fly him up. You know, obviously flights, Tiger Airways back then probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. seventy-five bucks. You're looking at. You know, yeah. Yes, they exist, but hey, any wanted, get him. Any, get him. Any wanted a bag. <laughs> yeah, that's. Right. <laughs> oh, right, right. Forty bucks. Oh Jesus, man. <laughs> so they said no. We couldn't on the XP team, Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Back in two thousand, there was no other way to get to Sydney other than planes. Mm. No, so no. X, XPT, mate. Ten hour well, overnight. No, they shut it all down. Brief, <laughs> brief stop in Albury. <laughs> He then he then was saying, you know, I've been shunned by the Olympic Committee again. America caught wind of it. They flew him to Sydney, the American Olympic team. He then was Now, the, how did the, they find the money? Come on. Oh, Air Force One. <laughs> I think they went and picked him up on Air Force One. Bloody <laughs> hell. Anyway, so he then ended up going to so when Michael Johnson won the two hundred and the four hundred, he had a like a, a, a big party to celebrate it, um, Michael Johnson, he invited Peter Norman as the guest of honour mm. and, and he got Peter Norman up to speak and when he got up to basically, so Michael Johnson's accepting everybody's praise, he put it all onto Peter Norman and said, you know, this is the man that we need to be respecting. Blah, blah. Meanwhile, Australia's doing nothing for the bloke. They come out, Australia says, hang on, we did enough. In Melbourne, he was... He was at the ceremony where we told the table tennis people that they'd qualified for the Olympics. <laughs> so he got to go to the ping pong. That's not the hockey team announcement, but it's pretty good, the ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Anyway, this poor bloke, obviously career cut short, kind of could have done a lot more. He dies ah. in 2006. America, American Athletics Association calls it the Peter Norman Day from now on, and they celebrate it every year. We don't. Um, but one thing, 2012, he and his family received a parliamentary apology for the way that he was treated. So wow. he's been dead for six years, so he doesn't know. And they were, um, and they were, they were mates. As they remained friends, the the two yes. American gentlemen, and and he and that they were actually his pallbearers at his funeral. Yeah, so they, carried, they carried his coffin. So are they, are the, is the Australian... And it was the fastest time anyone had ever got out of a church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was only a problem when they tried to hand the coffin on to two other runners. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they dropped it. Sure it was a bat and they dropped sure it. Dropped it. <laughs> oh, no. They got overtaken by another funeral that was going <laughs> past. Yeah. Uh, it was bloody Jamaican. They were going straight past. <laughs> the Jamaican funeral. <laughs> Funeral was done and dusted. Oh, <laughs> you know what was funny? We got so close to just being respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is Australia Australia Olympic Committee? Are they gonna have they said anything about? Because Americans obviously call it Peter Norman Day. Is the Australians gonna now change it from Ping Pong uh, Australia Day or <laughs> Ping Pong Naming Day or whatever that was called? What are I'll they? Yeah, I didn't read into it. Greg Norman Day. Greg Norman yeah. Day. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. good old Pete Norman. Just um, oh, good story, mate. Well done. Story. That's a, that is that a good, good one. Tommy, yeah, follow that, Tommy. Bring it home, buddy. Bring it home, Tommy. Okay, guys. Um, I am going back to America. Um, and this story, mate, you didn't make it to America in the first place. I'm depressed. Um, yeah. uh, uh, okay, come, my story come on, pineapple. Is about, <laughs> about the Baltimore Colts. Oh yes, oh, Baltimore Colts. Pineapple lumps, eh? Baltimore mm. Colts, the NFL team, um, and how they came about, basically. Um, and it was in regards to being cutting off or a 
or cut short. It's about how a franchise ended in a really strange way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Baltimore Colts were were a relatively successful football team through like the 60s, 70s, um, and even even like the early 80s, um, or like 81, 82 sort of thing. And then their owner Jim Ursay, who who had bought the um who bought the uh, the team, we actually bought the LA Rams. And then the current team of the Baltimore Colts at the time, his wife wanted to move to the West Coast, so they essentially swapped teams. So he essentially him, someone him. hit him. Someone hit him. Oh, shit. Said essentially. Yeah. So, he the, so he owned the LA Rams, and the the Baltimore Colts owner they swapped teams, and they found themselves. I mean, he really got the rough end of the stick. I know I'd rather I'd rather live in LA than Baltimore, to be fair. Mm. Um, and, and issues ar- arised uh, through like the stadium that they used. Memorial Stadium in Baltimore was sixty was only a sixty five thousand seater stadium, which seems to be quite quite big. But I think a lot of the plumbing and a lot of the change rooms were below the below the standard of the NFL. So Jim Irsay, he, he kept having the off, NFL had, have plumbing standards. <laughs> well, like I mean, I, th- I feel like if you need to go and do a nervous right. poo before the game, you need to be able to flush. I'm right? thinking there's, right, there's, there's an NFL boys. commissioner going around flushing the toilets. <laughs> I, I know, that's, that's not the kind of suction yeah. we need for these boys. There's no way you could get a there's no way you get a football down there. <laughs> <laughs> so in Sorry, the 70, in, 19, in 1974. <laughs> This guy's got an unfortunate first name. His first name is Hyman, and his last name is Pressman. Um, <laughs> and Hyman Pressman was was a uh, some would say a barrier. No, he was a um, he's a local p- politician in uh, in Baltimore, and and Ursay had kept putting forward like ballots to try and get a new stadium built for the Baltimore Colts. And he kept threatening to leave if the stadiums weren't weren't built. And Baltimore kept coming back and like, we'll build it, we'll build it. And and as and he basically in nineteen seventy four I saved I saved myself. I saved myself. <laughs> I saved myself. Um, Hyman Bressman, he went into the election and and named this ballot question P, but didn't tell anybody what it was. And it was a, a a kibosh of this new stadium being built, and he won the election, and therefore no stadium was ever built in Baltimore. And the, he gave he gave controlling rights to the stadium to the Baltimore Orioles, the baseball team. So that really pissed Ursay um, off, the owner of the Baltimore Colts. He started discussions with Indianapolis, who had just built a new stadium, a seventy five million dollars stadium in in Indiana. And he started doing like covert discussions with them about moving the team to either he was either going to go to Phoenix or he was going to move to Indianapolis. Um, and they they the guys in Indianapolis said you can have full control over the stadium. The stadium's a football only stadium. You can bring you can bring the team here, and that is that. Uh, so uh, under the administra- the team under the administration of of um, of Ursay, he. Packed the bags of the team uh, in the middle of the night. So in 1979, in March 1979, he packed the team up. Sorry, not in 79, 84 in March. He packed the team up in the middle of the night in Baltimore, packing the whole, like all the stadium goods, everything into the back of 15 different lorries that were paid for by the mayor of Indianapolis because his brother owned a shipping company, like a transit company. And in the middle of the night, they moved moved the whole of the Baltimore Colts to Indianapolis, and they took fifteen different roads, so nobody would be, no one would be suspicious. Um, I love did how they, no one would be did suspicious. They tran- but, yeah, but did they the tranquilize the players? The, stadium, the only thing they heard for about four hours was beep beep. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I wonder what's going on in the stadium, but no one knew yeah. apparently. Um, they they woke up the next morning and on the drive down, the NFL commissioner Pete Rozelle had announced that that a, that a, the new team had been had been permitted, and they had actually started the the start of the NFL season in Baltimore, and then they would finish the season in Indianapolis. So they changed in the middle of a season. Um, changed the name of the team in the middle of the season. They changed the name of the team in the middle of the and season the home, and where they played. And the hometown. And the, home, and the hometown in the middle of the night. Um, they woke up and they were the Indianapolis Colts. 
And so the other did he, uh, to next question, did he did the play were the players drugged, thrown in the lorry, and yeah. then they woke up in Indiana? The like, how did they? All told the, the players were all told the okay. day before because the Baltimore government came out and said that they were gonna they were gonna seize ownership of the team through a bill called eminent domain, and they essentially were gonna shit. They were gonna they were gonna take ownership of the team <laughs> and, not, and not and not allow them to move. Uh, but they had to get out within forty eight hours. So he packed up the on March yeah March twenty eighth nineteen eighty four. He packed up the lorry and left. Wow. Um, but the aftermath of the whole thing is for 12 – the story being cut off is Baltimore did not have a professional NFL team or a professional football team for 12 years until 1995 where the owner of the Cleveland Browns, Art Modell, announced his intentions of packing up the Cleveland Browns and moving them to Baltimore. Well, he did the same thing. <laughs> no, he was, he was intending to do the same thing, but then the NFL after the shitstorm that was the Indianapolis mm. Colts, the, the Baltimore Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, said – no, you can have a new team. You can have a subsidiary team, but you can't move the history they, of because all the, the NFL history said, of the, Indian, the NFL said, I don't know who you think you are, Browns, but we don't want a shitstorm of Browns, all right? <laughs> <laughs> because instantaneously, the NFL changed all the records for the Baltimore Colts. In like the, all the players that made the, the Hall of Fame and all of that all uh, changed yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts were seen to won the Super Bowl. Like all, all their records had been changed. And the oh, wow. city of Cleveland, the city of Cleveland, basically just kicked up an absolute shitstorm. Essentially, Art Modell, he stayed, he created a new team, Essentially. the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> he created the Baltimore Ravens in nineteen. Uh, that's so that's uh, so Ravens. The new team uh, settled in Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. And the big one was the one thing they didn't move from Baltimore to Indianapolis when the Colts moved was a marching band. And there's a famous documentary about the Baltimore Colts marching band that would refuse to move. So they're a stationary band, Tommy. Yeah, exactly. They're just a band. They're an orchestra. Marching on the spot. That might have been the name of the docker. Um, <laughs> marching on the spot. <laughs> the spot. They're now known as the Baltimore Marching Ravens. Um, but since then, the two teams successfully. The Baltimore Ravens have actually won two Super Bowls in the time of the, since the time of the move. Mm. The Indianapolis Colts have only won one, but the mm. Colts are leading the head-to-head battle eleven to four. Um, so, so are we are we saying of, go Ravens or go Colts? Relatively Colt. successful. I think, I, think, saying... I think right now go go Ravens. Uh, they made the they made the champion they go made Ravens. the championship games last year and they lost, but but yeah. It's a, Why did they choose Raven as a name, Tommy? Mm. Uh, because everybody no, was raving about it. Um, <laughs> everybody Everyone was raving about it. <laughs> yeah, I, funny. I there's, a yeah. there's a big ecstasy in Baltimore, so they yeah. raved. So they called yeah. them Raven. Their their logo on the on the out the outside of their logo was glow sticks. <laughs> yeah, it was very close to being the Baltimore Pingers. But, I mean, they, or the, or the, the Baltimore what? Uh, sorry, Pingers. The Pingers. 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 The Baltimore Pingers. Uh, I mean, the Shelvers was that was that the Shelvers fan from the, the Baltimore Shelvers. The Baltimore Shelvers. It was. It was. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, was proposed, that, but... that, we, we've hit an hour there. That's probably yeah. enough for people. Um, uh. Just a reminder, our socials are still going. We're now at Narrow World of Sports on all mm. of them or on Twitter. We're at Narrow OS because we couldn't have of sports. Um, get on. Give us a review. We're also going to upload this as a video to YouTube so you can watch us each mm. week. Um, mm. It's not that interesting, to be honest. Um <laughs> I'm going to do it topless next week, so... Promise! All right. Uh, uh, and don't forget to... Prop. I'm going to get good with nipple tassel. 
<laughs> on yeah, don't forget to tune into the radio TV show. <laughs> yes, three PM yes, Fridays right. on Fox League, Fox League Live, and I th- believe we're repeated at six PM as well. Ooh, so we're up against and, the news. We will. Nobody's yeah. watching the news at the moment. Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing Ask Barney as a as yes, a totally original segment. What kind of what kind of uh, questions do you want? Know the funny thing about the news is, you know, those press conferences Skymo's doing. I love mm. how they're coming on during maps with no shit oh, people are watching. How they get the social distancing uh, out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. interrupting the screening of maps, knowing like the whole country's oh. watching. Hey, are you guys for your show? Are you guys going to get a um an uh, a sign language person oh, for your show? That would be great. Tommy, Tommy mm. can you do sign language for us? Box in box while we're doing the show. Yes. A OK. Vogue. Vogue. A OK. Vogue. A OK. Your mum. Okay, that's it, guys. I'm going to end it there. Um, We'll be back next week for more bullshit. Uh, Everybody stay safe out there. Um, Love you all. Be well. Hello. Self-isolate.